0: Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Decade Podcast. Episode 13 sounds really weird, but it's easier than saying episode 3 of series 2, so I'm sticking with it. This is the podcast that takes an in-depth look into the 2021 project started by comedian Mark Watson. I'm your host Chris Jack. I'm a little bit like Mark, except his eyes are a lovely blue and mine are simply brown. They are nice eyes though. I've not got much going for me but my eyes. But my word, they are deep. You could get lost in them for hours. I have to avoid looking at people directly for fear they'll instantly fall in love with me. I say it's because I'm socially anxious. It's not. It's because of lust. Filthy, unadulterated lust. Anyway, today's episode comes all the way from sunny Philadelphia. We talk to Alison about how our life got flipped turned upside down by decade, and we cover self-help, travel, and being kinder to yourself. Slight disclaimer for this episode. We recorded this before the recent allegations against the lead singer of Rammstein came to light. Meanwhile. Please enjoy the Decade Goals of Alison. Welcome, Alison, to the Decade Podcast. It's lovely to have you here.
1: Hi, Chris. How are you?
0: It's it's quite hot here and I don't deal with the heat particularly well, but actually I'm doing all right. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, actually, it's pretty warm here too. I was actually going to look on my phone because it's in Fahrenheit. I was going to try and figure out what it was in Celsius because most of the world is in Celsius.
0: I, I don't know how it works where you are, but in the UK, when it's really hot, they talk about things in Fahrenheit. It's 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but when it's really cold, they talk about it in Celsius, so it's like minus five.
1: Well, it's 80 here today.
0: And whereabouts are you?
1: I live just outside of Philadelphia.
0: The first thing we ask our guests to do is to introduce themselves.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Allison Schrader. I am about to turn 35 in a couple of weeks. I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but I now live outside of the city. moved out after I graduated high school. I've been with my husband for 15 years and we've been married for eight. I don't have any children. I have one seven-year-old calico named Stella. That is my life, family, household.
0: I would say the people of my age, if you say Philadelphia to them, they Mm -hmm. will say things like the Fresh Prince of
1: Air. 100%. In fact, that's kind of how I introduced myself to Mark over the email, the decade email that we where he we uh, talked about our goals as soon as I said from Philadelphia just assume that I I, you know that the theme song of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is playing in my head and now we can move on it's pretty much how that went
0: most people of my age in this country and I think obviously and it feels like it's a UK thing of course it's an American thing as well but it there was nothing else on TV at the time so everybody has that imprinted into their that and the Friends theme tune. That's, <laughs> that's all we can remember from our childhoods. Definitely. Um, I didn't think we'd be talking about Fresh Prince Bella.
1: Believe it or not, I'm, I know for a fact that there are a few Decaders around the Philadelphia area. So I'm sure you'll touch on this again with another one.
0: So you mentioned a little bit about your first email to Mark. Just stepping back a little bit, how did you first hear about the Decade Project?
1: This is... A little bit of a backstory, but it's definitely a fun ride of how I got there. So we're going to go back to 2020 and lockdown has just started. And I was recovering from a pretty bad infection uh, and I wasn't seeing anybody. wasn't really talking to any friends, you know, isolation, all that. And I was like, I am sick and tired of not laughing. I've spent so much time in my life not laughing not smiling apparently my mom used to tell me when i was younger that it took me forever to laugh as a baby i was always super serious i was that super serious had that super serious picture in in school and everything one of my friends texted me hey you need to watch this video and it was carrot in a box (laughs) for those of you who don't know Carrot in a Box was a game that was played on a television show called 8 Out of 10 Cats. And it was played between two comedians named John Richardson and the late, great Sean Locke, who I still miss to this day.
0: If people haven't seen that, please check it out because it's a very, very funny piece of television.
1: Absolutely. And it it made me laugh harder than I think I ever had. So I started looking into... Sean Locke and John Richardson and Jimmy Carr a lot more, and then moved over to Cats Does Countdown. Eight out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. Pretty much binge watched that completely. And this is just the beginning of lockdown. And I got to know all these other different comedians. And I really just let myself go and relax and enjoy and just laugh and it was great. And I was doing anagrams and math at the same time. And then I found Taskmaster.
0: This is where it gets real.
1: Watched series one, started working my way up. And when I got to series five, I had heard of everybody on that panel except for one. And that man was Mark Watson.
0: I I don't know whether he will take that as a compliment or not. Oh, you knew everyone apart from me.
1: Taskmaster introduced me to Mark and I fell down another rabbit hole of everything else he's done. His books, past panel show, appearances, and then No More Jockeys came around, which was definitely a big help for people in lockdown. They were able to make the best of their lockdown by doing that and making others laugh while playing a game that was fun and enjoyable.
0: It's quite comforting to people.
1: Absolutely, definitely. It's very comforting to see comedians just be themselves.
0: It gives you the space to be you, and if you're a viewer watching that, that almost gives you a permission to be you as well so you got to the end of taskmaster and Mm -hmm. by the sounds of it the end of the entirety of mark's career and then you were like now what
1: yes i started following mark uh i was fortunate enough to meet a bunch of lovely people online eventually forged and became below the line then the summer of 2021 mark makes uh, a post hey if i do you know this project that involves a lot of people, you know, uh, message me. I, I really think this is going to be something really, really good. And I messaged him immediately, and he didn't get back to me for like two weeks. and I'm like, was this a mistake? I mean, I just I messaged a comedian that I've never talked to in my life. He has no idea what I am. he he has, you know, a quarter of a million followers. what I, I am nothing.
0: <laughs> I mean you oh, you yeah. definitely you're definitely not nothing. But he waited two weeks and he responded,
1: to- yeah. He did. And he sent out the mass email about what the decade project was, what he's trying to do. And I sat back and it took me maybe maybe two or three weeks to come up with my goals. But there was one thing that I really sort of focused on. Because Mark had asked a bunch of different people, I knew that we would be able to help uh rely. Cheer on each other, and the question I asked myself was: If you knew you'd be supported, what would you do?
0: In terms of writing that email and writing your goals, was was the struggle more around because it was quite overwhelming in terms of what could I actually physically do, or was it quite difficult to articulate what you wanted to achieve within that time frame?
1: Definitely the latter. I wanted to be able to articulate um, ways that I know that would help me become the person that I want to be. I needed to be selfish, I think, in that point. What do I want to do? What do I want to do that I know will better myself? A lot of people think that self-care is selfish, and it is, but it's not selfish in the way that people make it out to be. For a lot of people, self-care is necessary. It keeps them going.
0: Selfish is almost the wrong word for it isn't it? It's, it's, it's more about loving yourself or appreciating yourself or taking time for me. And and I think if we kind of could change the language around that a little bit, positive a bit more, you're empowering yourself, you're doing things to make your, make your world better or make your life better as a result. And I think that's a, that's definitely a good thing. What were your original decade goals?
1: I chose five, and my first one was, "I will write a self-help memoir about my life and um, mental health journey." I haven't necessarily written anything towards that goal, however, I did make a decision that the book that I do write is absolutely going to be about decade. It's, it'll definitely be refreshing to write about everything that happens over these 10 years. I will travel to Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival, and hopefully for years to come.
0: Has the travelling to the Fringe been a lifelong goal and just cemented by Decade, or something that sort of said, well, I like comedy, that's what I want to do?
1: It became a goal because of Decade, absolutely. Absolutely. But seeing how quickly my life turned around in a year and a half of finally being exposed to all of these wonderful comedians in the UK, I know that I had to experience it in person. I'm not so sure if I'll necessarily be able to get there every year or even in the foreseeable future, but it will definitely happen.
0: That is definitely a kind of achievable goal over the time because... You can sort of save up. It can be like your, you know, people go away for their 50th or they go away for, you know, their wedding, big wedding anniversaries. Actually your 10, year, your 10 year goal is a trip to Edinburgh where we will have a massive party.
1: I will love my body and apologize for being so harsh and hateful to it for so many years. I'm very fortunate to live where I live at the moment with the genes that I have and the people that I'm surrounded by. I've been very fortunate. However, uh, having a mental health um, issue that I didn't know I had until say a few years ago, I didn't realize how harsh I was to myself. And towards this goal, I would say this is definitely one of the goals that I have been actively working towards. I've been taking care of myself better. I've been showing myself more love, more kindness. I've been doing a lot of affirmations and gratitude, and that's definitely helped. I won't say I'm completely healed, and I don't know if I'll be completely healed, quote unquote, by the end of the 10 years, but I know that I will be in a better mind space about myself.
0: I think that's that's lovely. You get this difference between very tangible goals of travel to Edinburgh, write a book, but something like you've just described about loving yourself more and being less harsh on yourself. is something that you can't, say can't achieve is the wrong phrasing, but it's something that is like continuous personal development and building on it all the time. And you're thinking, well, Tomorrow, I'm going to be a little bit happier than myself today, but I'm going to be more happy in a year's time and something to kind of get to. And hopefully you'll be able able to look back and go, 2021, I was really mean about myself. I was really critical of myself. And now I've got a bit more of a degree of self-awareness and happiness that you can be more content after that 10 years. Absolutely.
1: A lot of people that don't necessarily have severe mental health issues, they don't realize that you can just, you know, snap your fingers and get out of it. It's very crippling.
0: We, we talk about physical health in those terms, but we don't talk about mm-hmm. mental health in those terms. If you don't experience it, it's very difficult to have empathy for it or to, to understand how that's affecting someone else.
1: I find that a lot of the decaders are like that. They know what it's like. They know how it feels. A lot of them are probably afraid like me to speak up and say, hey, I'm not doing too good right now.
0: I think that's true. And I think it's a a safe environment for people to be open about those sorts of things. And they will show you nothing but love because they understand it.
1: I will travel to many places around the world, unafraid of flying, snakes, lightning, etc. Mark chose me to speak at the first decade meeting and I was afraid to do so, but I did it because I'm like, okay, if I can speak up and be helpful, I'm sure more people will be open about what they want to do. I haven't really traveled anywhere far. I've actually never even left my time zone ever. I don't know if I necessarily will get to travel, but I am making it a point to experience different things. I'm actually fortunate enough that I live two hours away from New York City, and since Decade started, I've been able to go up to New York City on a few day trips and see a few Broadway shows.
0: So Decade has just allowed you to kind of to go away to places you wouldn't necessarily have gone before and making those small steps to somewhere which is maybe a bit more lightning-filled than New York City.
1: Definitely, yes.
0: Is there anywhere particularly that you really want to go to?
1: There's a lot of places. Definitely Europe. I've never, like I said, I haven't left my time zone, so I. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of places I want to see. I don't know if I necessarily have anything specific. I feel like working my way around america is definitely a good way to start right now
0: i think that's a really nice way to start as well because i mean i i love america i'm absolutely obsessed with it and i try and go to different places all the time you know that might give you the kind of first step to kind of going wider than just new york city
1: i will be eating more plant-based foods on a regular basis I am in no way saying that I intend to become a vegan. I've noticed over the last few years that my body actually feels better when I eat more plant-based foods. I've been fortunate enough to have access to a produce box that ships produce to my house every week. You know, stuff that would have gone to waste. So I am saving food waste from from happening. It could be small, too big, not pretty enough, or just even excess from the grocery stores. I really have noticed a difference when I do that.
0: With kind of trying to maintain a plant-based diet, there's two sides of that. So there's as you've described, how it makes you feel and being more healthy and eating differently. But there's also the environment and kind of addressing the food waste, the kind of whole food manufacturing industry and think about its effect on the environment.
1: I'm amazed to see the amount of food in the U.S. that goes to waste every single year. Like I think 40% of it comes from households. Okay, I can try and reduce that. I've actually started trying to grow some of my own food this year. I have a couple of bell pepper plants and a sage plant as well as a strawberry plant. So we'll see how well that goes because stuff is really starting to bloom and get bigger. And I think within the next couple of months, I could actually be able to get some off. <laughs>
0: Have your decade goals changed over time?
1: I haven't decided if I'm going to change them yet or not. I'm not quite sure what the next eight years are going to bring.
0: And do you, uh, you know, whether it's a good habit or not to get into do you ever look at other people's goals in terms of, you know, think, oh, yeah, I could do that. Or do you you take inspiration from other people's goals to kind of help you, support you with getting to where... your your goals are and want to be.
1: Absolutely. I have thought of adding some goals like that, especially when you see how many people are learning a new language or learning uh, a new instrument or something like that. I was so inspired last year when I saw Rammstein in concert because they were touring the US. I was like, how cool would it be to take a heavy metal band and just turn it into classical music on the piano? you could do that. I have no idea how to play piano. Not a clue, I don't know. Scales, notes, none of that. It's an interesting dream to think about though. And I'm open to the idea of, hmm, maybe I will find a keyboard at the thrift store and who knows, it could just snowball from there. If
0: your decade goal would be, you know what? I wanna create a classical orchestral version of Rammstein, learning the piano from scratch. That is an unbelievable goal. Is there anything you need help or support on in achieving your decade goals?
1: I think at the moment it's the reassurance and persevering through the hardships. This will pass.
0: One of my mantras in life is exactly that this is just a moment, the time will pass. And while it's quite difficult to understand that in the moment, it does go. And getting yourself to No matter how low you may feel or how difficult your life may be in that particular moment, something different and something new is going to come along. Nothing lasts forever and it's okay because next week I'll be feeling different and next week I'll be smiling and next week I'll be happier.
1: We're definitely becoming more self-aware so that we can pay attention to when those patterns arrive.
0: And and, and I hope that decades has a lot of those people that, understand that and understand those feelings and can kind of help you to play that back so when you are feeling down or you're in that position of low whether that's mental health or physical health or whatever it is actually you've got people that can kind of go there to listen we got your back Thank you, Alison, for joining me on the Decade Podcast. It's been an absolute delight talking to you.
1: Thank you, Chris. I had a great time too.
0: And I will see you in Edinburgh.
1: Yes, you will.
0: Those were the fabulous Decade goals of Alison. I will admit that I've spent an embarrassing amount of time trying to come up with a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air pun to end on. But then I thought, nah, forget it. They're all pretty rare. Great chatting with Alison. And if you enjoyed it, please join me for episode four in the series next week. It's another cracker. Normally I end these things by reminding you that you're all solid gold legends and you are, but instead I thought I'd leave you with Alison. See you next week.
1: I will write a self-help memoir about my life and mental illness journey. I will travel to Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival and hopefully for years to come. I will love my body and apologize for being so harsh and hateful to it for so many years. I will travel to many places around the world, unafraid of flying, snakes, lightning. I will be eating plant-based foods on a regular basis.